This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? Today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Lots of uh, lots of fun stuff going on around here. It's been a uh, been a fun time of year. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, of course, last week you had the big uh, Briarworks event. That's right. That's right. Uh, man, Trump ex- show, our friend Pete Prevost came to town, and uh, man, we had a had a good time. Can I ask you something? Where where does the term trunk show come from? Yeah, because there was no trunk. Well, there's, was there not? there's never there's never a trunk. Uh, sometimes there's a <laughs> sometimes there's a suitcase, you know. And, yeah. And so I guess that kind of counts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I, that, I think it, people bring a trunk and they have uh, you know, a lot of wares with them that they pull out, and mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I I think when I think trunk show, I think of like um from a retailer standpoint anyway like um you know stuff that is not normally in our inventory uh some special mm. person brings it in uh this big fanfare and there's a lot of cool interesting stuff uh here that wouldn't maybe wouldn't normally be here uh and then it all disappears and so uh it's I, all I don't in know. that trunk yeah it, it's all in that trunk yeah see for me i think and this is there's a lot of junk in that this is, uh, this that is trunk. no this is not any kind of <laughs> it looks good when you back those uh trunks of pipes up that's, the, the trunk when the when the trunk is is, is backed up, uh, particularly with the Squire. Back seat, windows up. That's the way they like to sell uh, pipes and pipe tobacco. That's right. That's, that's exactly that's, that's right. That is exactly um, right. But uh, but no, you know, when I think of truck shows, I think words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of truck shows, for me, it actually uh, evokes kind of this idea of like. Uh, someone like, oh, step right up. Yeah, yes, this elixir that'll solve all your problems. Yeah, you're, exactly. You know, what was that uh, Andy Griffith episode where like Aunt B buys this like <laughs> potion? Some kind of snake oil. Yeah, yeah tonic <laughs> from like this this trunk show salesman type deal. But I mean, again, that's not Pete Prevails at all. No, the man no. is he's a legend. No, the, these are pipe. These are pipes that uh, that will that will take good care of you and uh, and and will not explode when you smoke them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. Although that does happen sometimes in the pipe industry, but not uh, reportedly with Briarworks. That's course. right. That's, that's right. That's good. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, awesome, man. I'm glad that's uh, that's fun, man. I'm I'm uh, I've been having a good time in Austin. I got I got to tell you, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Good and, uh, for the the Austin pipe community. Uh, a really awesome group of folks there. Um, I'm really, uh, really excited to continue my time here in Austin. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's great. Uh, well, Hey, what about the shop, man? What, uh, you know, now that the trunk show is coming gone, what, what you got on the horizon? Yeah. A lot of fun things kind of looking forward into the next couple of months. Of course, uh, next month is April and we have a exciting event. It's actually not pipe related, but I, I wanted to put it out there. What? I know. I know we, there are other things in the universe, but, um, uh, we do have a lot what? of, do have a lot of pipe smokers <laughs> that, that are, uh, also cigar smokers uh, occasionally. And so, uh, at the shop. We are having a um, a event sponsored by DBL Cigars. Uh, we're gonna have tons of deals and uh, and boxes of cigars for sale. Uh, stuff you'll you'll get as uh, just for coming, and then also for for purchasing boxes of cigars. But um, but also the the fun thing is uh, Francisco, who owns the company himself, is actually gonna come oh, wow. and hand roll cigars on site, dude. Here at the Country Squire, dude. So, uh, we'll have some specials like if you buy a certain amount, he'll hand roll you a few uh, for free, uh, which is really 
really cool. So, um, man, you'll get to see him roll your cigars right there in front of you. It's gonna be really exciting. Something, uh, something we've never done here. At man, the shop that is, before. that is so, awesome. Uh, pretty cool. But uh, DBL Cigars, it's on April fourth, which is a Tuesday night, and uh, I'm sure we'll go late into the night that night. But there will be a lot of food, beverages. We're hopefully getting some live music. We'll figure that out. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it should be a lot of fun, and we uh, we look forward to to having y'all here if you're available. You know, seeing uh, cigars actually hand rolled in person that 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 is an experience it's cool man it's cool of course we're spoiled we're you know you and i both uh get down to new orleans occasionally mm-hmm. and uh love the folks at the cigar factory that do that there's you know folks that you'll be able to see in uh places like miami uh that that do that occasionally it's interesting uh we actually had a customer that came in a couple of days ago he bought uh two pounds of black arrow uh our our uh, house cavendish here at the squire and his intent was to actually roll it into cigars and i'm like when you do that You've got to you've got to give me one because I have to try that. <laughs> how, how how? Well, I I don't I don't know. My I think the idea is you you fill you take a cigar leaf and kind of uh, wrap it oh. inside there. Yeah, okay. yeah, you, right. yeah. You wouldn't have it, it. Would be the filler of the cigar. I was gonna say, like, yeah, that did not make any kind of physics yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, I'm not which a... I, which I still I still am kind of skeptical on to how it will burn. You know, how will the tobacco in a cigar form? Are you gonna have to tamp your cigar kind of while you're smoking it, or maybe he'll put some kind of binder on it so it'll stay lit easier? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's got binders um, full of black arrow. That's that, that, great. That's it. That's, that's it. Awesome. And in their trunks that they've backed up. So yeah, uh, so. yeah there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, a- April 4th, uh, come by the shop if you're uh, in the central Mississippi area that night and uh, get you a hand-rolled cigar. That's awesome, man. Um, looking forward to hearing uh, hearing more about that. And as we get closer, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I, I just, I'm really... I'm stoked. I just, I may like end up just kind of like sitting just in front and like, you know, propping my head up on my hands and just like <laughs> watching the process. Cause I do find that just really, really interesting. Um, man. Okay. So we've uh, mentioned it before. Obviously we've been mentioning it since the, the beginning of the year. We've got the country squire radio pipe club. Uh, we want to encourage you if you're, you're tuning in, if you're enjoying these episodes, uh, help us make the show happen. Join the country squire radio pipe club for uh, as little as $3 an episode up to $5 an episode. There's wonderful rewards available for you. You can learn more at countrysquireradio.com. Click join the club. And by the way, for those of you who are tuning in and enjoying the podcast, but don't necessarily, uh, be it that you don't necessarily have in your bank account or you don't necessarily want to, you know, join on, that's fine. For just a dollar an episode, not only are you helping make this podcast happen, you're also making yourself available or, or making available for yourself rather. Uh, the um, full archive of Country Squire Radio episodes dating back to almost four years ago. There's a bunch of episodes, man. It's We've amazing. been doing this for yeah. a while. It's It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We've covered a lot of subjects. And so in terms of like, you know, in, whether you're a new pipe smoker or somebody who's been doing this for, for quite some time, you'll find a lot of great gems in there. So again, patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio. Or if you're listening to us on the Satchel Podcast Player, click Be a Patron. It'll take you right there. It's a great way to help support the show and make this show happen. Which, by the way, speaking of making this show happen, next week, somebody who helps make this show happen but doesn't necessarily get the credit that he's due is, of course, Caleb the Intern. That's right. That's uh, right. Caleb the Intern, this is a young whippersnapper that you uh, you found him on the street while he was trying to steal the hubcaps off of uh, your car. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's right. He was uh, living under a bridge, homeless, but was uh, was smoking a tin of Dunhill 965. Wow, okay, so I, I, I just knew he had I knew he had potential. <laughs> now, uh, Caleb, uh, of course, a uh, great, great friend of, uh, of me personally and of the shop and uh, young gentleman and uh, aspiring tobacconist. He 
uh, has just done such a great job mm. and uh, and come up with a bunch of his own blends. I, I love uh, his energy with uh, blending and his uh, curiosity and passion about uh, leaves of pipe tobacco and uh, their different characteristics and how they pair together and all that. He's uh, he's really got a knack for this. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to him coming on and uh, exploring that. In many respects, you are the Qui-Gon Jinn to his Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I mean, like this is somebody who's kind of coming up. I mean, I... <laughs> I, I shudder to make a prequel reference. I was about reference. to say, can, can I still just be Obi-Wan Kenobi? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I shudder. But, but see, I mean, I, you know, you're the loose Skywalker. That's uh, fine, yeah. But I will say that, you know, he he is, you know, this is a young tobacconist who's kind of learning his trade. I'm looking forward That's to, right. to talking to him and, and kind of unpacking what he's learned uh, under your tutelage and also just kind of his uh, his interest in the, in the industry. Uh, but what we would like to do is for those of you who are interested, if you've got questions for Caleb, write into the show, show at Country Square Radio. You need to get those in quick, um, but show at Country Square Radio for your questions for Caleb. Put that in the subject matter, and I'll try to get those in uh, for that uh, for that episode. Uh, but looking forward to talking to Caleb, the intern. You know, your tobacconist in training. Uh, anytime I can get my hands on your tobacconist training, man, I'm 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 glad to do it. Yeah, my tobacconist in training. Uh, it, it's it's good. It's it's good to good to handle. I mean, it's fine. I wouldn't brag about it, but sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, he, yeah. he he does a, he does a great job. Yeah. He does an absolutely great job. Only had two of them. Yeah. All right, man. So we've got uh, a great show planned for tonight. Um, we are continuing as we did last episode, talking specifically about uh, archetypes. We're talking, uh, you know, opening up the idea of, of pipe culture as it relates to archetypes. Last week, we talked about the father, the grandfather. Yeah. We also talked about kind of broadly the various kind of um, buckets. I, I, I use buckets, but but you know what I'm trying to say here. The the archetypes of the archetypes that we're using as focal points to discuss this topic. Yeah, we've got we've got these kind of categories, these buoys we're uh, planting, or these flags we've planted that, uh, you know, the uh, different characters uh, of pipe smokers that we all think of as pipe smokers kind of gather around. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good way to put it. In a very rare uh if not i think almost kind of groundbreaking episode for country square radio we are actually continuing on in the series one after the other uh we're going to talk about now the archetypes of the professor and the philosopher now these are interesting because as i was kind of combing through we got i mean tons of feedback on these two in particular um at first glance they seem very similar you know what i mean like the professor yeah. and the philosopher and yeah. I, I i even like wrestled with the idea of like of splitting them up at all well yeah. yeah i mean maybe they are the same but what i found is that i found it difficult to combine them because i didn't know what to call them at the end of the day the professor exists to teach you something the philosopher exists i feel like to learn something okay you know what i mean like okay. like there's I, a i could i could get on board with that there's there's a there's a sharing nature to both of these in many respects they're two sides to the exact same coin and perhaps both exist in the same entity or archetype, but I'm not quite sure what you would even call that archetype. The, the professor has to be a philosopher. The philosopher has to be a professor. Someone who is going to dedicate their life to learning inadvertently is also going to, whether they like it or not, teach other people what they have learned. Yeah. And somebody who yeah. is going to teach other people must learn and, and be contemplative and be kind of, you know, thinking through these things. Anyway, so all that to say, this is an archetype that, that I find to be very interestingly and oddly complex yeah from that standpoint <laughs> the the teaching thinking uh conveying uh in intellectualism archetype <laughs> so tom still waits from uh, reddit wrote in he said you know thinking through who this professor might be wise 
well-read intellectuals, a professor, a scientist, an author, a doctor, if you will. Um, you know, thinking through, of course, the dentist, that sort of thing as well, kind of all follows falls under the idea of the professor. Yeah, yeah um, that I, in, intellectual. Exactly. I like I like scientists too, because mm-hmm. I don't. When I think of scientist, I don't necessarily think of philosopher, and that's where I think there is a line here to be drawn. Yeah, so scientist, you're maybe thinking of someone that's doing some kind of empirical work or something. Uh, you know, studying something more. I don't know, tangible, uh, mm. whereas, you know, philosopher maybe uh, taking the effects of, you know, what you've learned from a scientist and kind of uh, saying about what that means on a, you know, broader life level. I, I don't know. Something, <laughs> was, something might be there. What was that family guy where uh, Peter Griffin is like great grandfather was a philosopher is like, what? Go get a job. Why? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> um, but we've got so uh, listener jo- Joshua Lay wrote in and talking specifically. Let's let's start off with this concept of the professor. Uh, what did Joshua Lay say? Yeah, Joshua said uh, a pipe seems almost as integral to the idea of a professor as the tweed jacket. Uh, once upon a time, young history students would go into a professor's office, and both of them would pull out their pipes, fill their bowls from the jar or tin that the professor had on his desk, and talk about papers or projects. Uh, Tolkien, Lewis, Karl Barth, uh, Rudolf Bultmann, Bertrand Russell, Einstein, and Albert Moeller all fit into that category mm. of pipe-smoking professor. Um, you know, even here locally, uh, it, there's a, uh, a local poet, uh, and he knows it, uh, at, <laughs> at, uh, at, at Belhaven University. Uh, <laughs> I know you did you, not just do that. You catch that? Yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Our, our friend Randy, uh, who is the um, uh, chair of the creative writing department here at Belhaven University. Oh, wow. Uh, local, you know, local writer, local uh, professor. And, uh, and and yeah, pipe-smoker, man. And he, he's... he's uh, very, uh, very open about that. Of course, you know, I used to be a student at Reformed Theological Seminary here in West Jackson. Oh, you know, there's pipe um, smokers there. And man, I, I love it because you, you and we're, we're talking a, you know, evangelical Christian seminary here. You, you go on the, on the walls of the, uh, of one of the buildings out there, they've got old pictures of the classrooms, professors teaching in the middle of the classroom. And I mean, here, here you've got a professor, you know, teaching in a seminary class and he's, he's smoking his pipe. Of you know? course he yeah, is. Yeah, of course he is. They, oh, what, what else would you be doing, right? That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great perspective there, Joshua. We also had uh, Kurt Goodwine who said, um, he said, when I think of the pipe smoker, uh, images of intellectuals and scholars come to mind. Yeah, he goes on to say, most of us are aware of the power of the pipe when we are working towards finding a solution to a problem. Mm. You, you kind of think of the uh, Sherlock Holmes three pipe problem or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it seems to help to clear the mind of those things which rob attention away from our point of focus. I believe that many of the greatest minds of all time uh, found success because they were intelligent, yes, but also because they were able to dedicate much of their mental efforts towards the problem or area of study at hand. Pipe smoking... Uh, or smoking a pipe helps us to facilitate this, which is why figures like Albert Einstein and Bertrand Russell uh, could almost always be found sporting a pipe. Mm. Uh, even think of uh, you know folks like uh, Frank Lloyd Wright designing uh, you know some of the most famous structures of the uh, 20th century. Uh, you know here. Um, you know, coming up with whole new schools of thought about architecture, and uh, and and he's kind of got this totem that he's working with every day. You <laughs> right, know, right. I, 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 you see Einstein the same way. Uh, you know, kind of using it as that. Um, you know, um, something to grab onto while you're in deep thought. I don't know. There's, I think there's something there. You're right. I mean, and, and it is interesting because, of course, um, you know, Russell and Einstein, they they kind of fit 
several different molds, but it is specific, like the, the idea of working towards a solution. You even made mention of Sherlock Holmes and the detective. I, I, I considered including the detective as its own sure. archetype. And I yeah. think there is like, there's some bleed over here, right? I mean, I, I do think that to some extent, this is where the detective would fit in under the professor. Sherlock Holmes he studied the case, you know, he, yeah. would, he would sit there, he would, the three pipe problem. Yeah, I, I love that. I feel like we need to use that more often. Like yeah. That, man, that's a three pipe problem. That needs you know, to come that's, back that's into the lexicon. That, that's something where, you know, if, if, if stuff's really hit the fan and you've got to devote your, <laughs> you know, your all your brain power to this, well, you know, that's a, that's a three pipe problem. That's a three pipe problem. Yeah. All right. Hashtag three pipe problem. Let's yeah. bring it back. Yeah, that's I like awesome. that. <laughs> I say, let's bring it back. The people that, uh, uh, you know, I hear of Sherlock everywhere. Like, yeah, they've never let it go. We never let it go. Right. Like, you guys are <laughs> to the game there um you know we also uh, <laughs> the modern sherlock it's like the three patch problem or the three <laughs> well the three e-cigarette problem or yeah, something <laughs> you know the the current sherlock holmes uh benedict cumberbatch uh who did a fantastic job in dr strange uh yeah I've, i'm still a little bitter that they never <laughs> i mean they gave him a pipe in the special episode that they did yeah the the one that uh kind of looked back like it felt more victorian it was a victorian approach yeah. and the the concept was it was like the character thinking through a, a case that existed in that era and he was trying to use that as a basis to solve the game they, they, they tied it and it was fine but it really it still bothers me that the notion of well if we're gonna tell modern sherlock holmes he can't smoke a pipe man that <laughs> Next time you have a, a three Nicorette gum uh, problem bow, you just let me know. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. right? It's <laughs> messed up. But anyway, uh, so yeah, the professor. All right, so the philosopher. These two, very similar to one another. Yeah. And yeah. I think actually as we kind of dive in a little bit deeper here, we'll actually see even more similarities. Uh, John Simpson, he writes in. Now, John Simpson, he used a different term for philosopher. He, he referred okay. to this as the thinker. But sure. what, how did he describe that? Yeah, I typically think of the great philosophers, heads of state, mathematicians, and even writers in this category. You've got Bertrand Russell, Einstein, Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, and the list goes on. As we all know, the art or pipe, the art of pipe smoking goes hand in hand with slowing down taking your time, and really concentrating on what you're doing. Mm. It goes perfect with deep contemplation. Uh, something of interest is the way uh, that Peterson has expounded on this archetype with their motto, the thinking man smokes a Peterson pipe. Um, interesting uh, you know, thought there, the thinking man smokes a a Peterson pipe, uh, you know, even on the tin of if you've ever bought a tin of uh, Orlick golden sliced mm. uh, tobacco, the uh, I love this. You, you open the tin. There's the kind of uh, a paper a cardboard lid that covers over the tobacco. It's got a picture of a, a British judge wearing his wig and, <laughs> and, and, and it says smoked by all shrewd judges. You know, oh, isn't that great? That's so good. Yeah, it's so great. I love it. Um, I think that's part of the reason I like uh, Orlick so much. But um, yeah, the, you know, there's something about that. That thinker, uh, you know, um, smoking it, he, he says, uh, as we, you know, the smoking the pipe goes hand in hand with slowing down, taking your time, uh, really concentrating on what you're doing. Um, for some reason, I, I've never really made this connection before, but... Are you familiar? You're familiar, obviously, with the Catholic uh, Rosary, right? I mean, you, you know, you've got. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, it, or at least you know that that it's there. I, you know, I, I'm not Catholic. You're not either. We don't know probably all the ins and outs of it. But you've got this rosary that's kind of a, um, you know, you. I, I think the idea is you kind of uh, grasp the beads while you're, um, you know, kind of centering yourself and. Uh, you know, uh, e each one you, you are saying a repetitive prayer 
that you know kind of gets you into this place and and it's almost this like this thing you hold on to that that uh, that focuses you in a uh, to be present. It's like, mm. okay, you're going to be present here with the Lord. And so, and, and, and I don't know, the pipe is almost, it's kind of similar to that. I, mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, connect it with the rosary in a way that offends uh, my, our, our Catholic yeah. brothers yeah. and sisters, but there, there's something interesting there. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're in this distracted world, you're trying to focus, uh, you know, and, and you're grabbing, you're physically grabbing something, a real object uh, that, um, you know, it helps you stay focused and grounded on on what you're trying to do at hand. Yeah, and and so what is it about that? It, it, it's almost like maybe the pipe has a uh, has a similar effect. I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd love to hear some uh, thoughts on maybe from some of our uh, our Catholic friends uh, if they have any have any thoughts on that. I know. I, I remember before we've actually kind of talked about the pipe is almost like this totem. It's kind of that focal yeah, point as no, well. No, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that playing into it. Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, I, even earlier today, I was. I suffer from a, a rare disease called attention deficit disorder. <laughs> it's very rare. Uh, very rare. It's very rare. It's and very you rare. are and you are very under under medicated. Under under medicated. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, but uh, all kidding aside, though, uh, you know, one of the things that that you know happens a lot is that I, I think very quickly. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily get distracted so much as I just move on to the next thing. Hey, you're one of those point shoot aim people. Yeah, you've, you've, you've <laughs> described me. I remember you described me as that once and it offended me and then I thought back, I was like, yeah, it's about right. No, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's important to kind of stay in the moment and I think the pipe can be a, a huge process to that. You know, you think about some of the great minds of the philosophers of history and even of the day and, you know, part of what allows them to take the time to, to focus is having something as that focal point. And the pipe is that for a lot of folks, a lot of the people that are mentioned specifically here uh, by you guys. I like that. We also have have um, J- Jacob Hulls who wrote it and he says, I think the philosopher ought to be considered a pipe smoker, ar- smoking archetype. There's so many prolific pipe smoking philosophers. Of course, he re- uh, mentions folks who have already been mentioned. Bertrude Russell, Jean-Paul Sartre, Emmanuel uh, Kant, <laughs> and I think even uh, the reformed philosopher Alvin Plantinga. Plantinga. I have no I'm idea. I'm glad that you're the one that butchering these. I, no, yeah. I mean, it, we've got to spread the uh, humiliation a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Although he may have just smoked, smoked cigars. That does seem to be the fact. There are a lot, sure. a lot of reformed uh, theologians out there that did tend to, to err towards the, the cigars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but really good. Also, you know, Charles Hibbs mentions, he said, philosophers and thinkers. Uh, he thinks of- Carl uh, Jung, Einstein. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Writers as well, Tolkien and Lewis. And actually, Caleb Krauss kind of echoes this as well. Uh, yeah, Caleb says, when you mention archetypes and pipe smokers, you have to mention Carl Jung. Um, Jung spelled J-U-N-G, of course, uh, Carl, Carl Jung, the um, great psychoanalyst of the, of the 20th century. Uh, he says, the warm and thoughtful psychology type person has always been an influential archetype of pipe smoking to me. You know, that's interesting. I, I, I forget about that one. And it's, it's funny because we, we've got, uh, you know, such an amazing amount of counselors that shop at, at the country squire. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I used to say, and I guess I've kind of forgotten about that, and it's, it really is true still to some extent, but a, a very large portion of our, uh, you know, of our, our clientele at the squire are, are either cal- counselors, pastors, or professors. Mm. And so in this counselor role, someone that, uh, again, we even uh, go back to that kind of idea of the authority, you know, right, someone right, that right, can yeah. kind of, uh, you know, uh, maybe provide wisdom, impart some type of wisdom. Um, you know, the the counselor role, uh, someone that's very thoughtful, someone that's good at listening, uh, empathizing, um, you know, it kind of hearing all of the things that 
are happening in your world and, and helping you make sense of it uh, as, as kind of this, uh, you know, uh, guru or something. I, I don't know. There's there's something about that I think that lends itself to the pipe quite well. We've got a uh, one of our our local customers, my really good friend uh, Mike, is uh, is a union uh, psychi- psychologist here in Jackson, and, uh, and and really um, you know admires Young for a lot of reasons. But but one of those is that he was such a prolific pipe smoker, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and of course invented not invented, but you know kind of uh, gave language to and structure to a lot of the. Uh, modern psychology, uh, you know, that, that we use today. Interesting. You know, um, you know, thinking about these two roles, you know, the fact that there is so much that connects the two, I think when thinking about the philosopher and, and the professor to some extent, but, but, you know, I think that you do get the theologian that kind of falls under that. You mentioned the counselor as well, that definitely falls into that. It's a focal point for a wide net. And I think as a lot of you guys, you know, the professor, for example, the doctor comes up a lot. Um, and I think the doctor kind of falls under that as well. We've also got Varge who actually wrote in, he says, professors share knowledge while philosophers share wisdom. I thought that was a really good, interesting. Yeah, d- d- yeah. differentiator. Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. Uh, our our friend Chase Chase Abel's uh, he says always found a similarity in the focus and contemplation of wearing my talent. Uh, he says that's his prayer shawl. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and yep. then smoking a pipe. So it's, it, there again, you've kind of I'm not familiar with the talent, but it sounds like it's a you know this is a physical thing process, yeah. that you, that you're using during this uh, more intellectual process. So it's kind of. Uh, you know, almost combining kind of the physical with the mental. It's it's uh connecting two sides of the brain. I don't know. I, I'm kind of always a sucker for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, being present, the mindfulness movement. You know, kind of uh, you know, it, it you know, staying in in the moment. Yeah, that's good. Interesting. We also have uh, Joe smokes pipes who's, who wrote in. He said the philosopher and the teacher are the quote unquote intellectual archetypes. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's true as well. Russ Hicks saying I'm surprised that the detective was not on the list, although I think. Uh, you know, like I said, I think the detective does kind of fall under the the professor, probably more so than the philosopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would think so. Yeah, I actually I I, I considered at one point even uh, including or having kind of a uh, the hunter. Although I think the hunter kind of falls in the farmer. We'll we'll go there when when we eventually get there. <laughs> when we I, talk about those poor farmers and you know other. Yeah. The, oh man, that's gonna I, come I, back and I, bite I, me, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do love that uh, Russ is whose last name is Hicks is is very welcoming of this. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good. That, that is positive. No, that that that's great. That is definitely positive. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we'd be remiss before we exit kind of the the topic of the philosopher and the professor without mentioning that, in my opinion. And I'm very curious to see what what feedback we get here. I feel like the wizard falls under one, if not both of those archetypes. Sure. Because if you think about what the wizard is in terms of like... um, uh, well, the the science, the, the science, studying, you know, practical things or, you know, empirical evidence about things, but then also, you know, taking it and, and going in a more, um, you know... Uh, a, a direction that's more philosophical. I, I don't know. I think I, I could see that. That's well, the, Gandalf, that's, right? That's true. And I mean, I, I also think of like like Joseph Campbell, right? Like like Joseph Campbell, who did a, an extensive study on kind of stories and, and you know, his, his book, uh, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he looked at mythology, looks at common authorities, commonalities. That. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Joseph Campbell's a brilliant, brilliant man. But you think of kind of like what the 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 teacher is what what the what the wizard like like a lot of times when he kind of defines kind of this almost somewhat paternal guiding role in in lore um and in stories 
the wizard often kind of falls into that. So the, again, the professor, the philosopher, the guiding factor there. I'm more inclined to include the wizard there, but I'm also very much open to pushback in that area. Yeah. So I'm, I'm opening it up. What, what do you guys think, <laughs> you know, in terms of where, where does the wizard fall into this? Is, is the wizard a philosopher slash professor or is the wizard his own thing? And if so, make your case because I'm really looking forward to that. If we get enough in, then uh, we'll, we'll do a deep dive into the wizard. And I think some of my professors in college were, were wizards. Is that right? Yeah, they, they magically made my grades uh, become very low. Oh, in in classes that they shouldn't have been. I'm very grateful to say it was all magic. I'm very grateful to say that my experience was the opposite. I had uh, (laughs) I had professors. Did did they pull some magic to to make them uh, maybe higher than than they should have been? I should not be a high school (laughs) graduate, let alone a college graduate. So I made a D in a class called plants and humans. Now, plants and people, really? We literally study plants and humans. I took that class. Like, they would only offer something like that at Mississippi State. No, no, no. Like, they had it at Mississippi College. Did they really? Pl- they, plants and humans? Like, pl- well, it's called, plants, it's called Plants and People, and it was very much a home ec type of situation. <laughs> Look, I got a Game Boy. <laughs> I played Pokemon Ruby the entire class. Final exam? Yeah, that's fantastic. Was to make hummus. Oh, wow. That was the final exam. Wow. You could either do that or sew a pillow sham. No, no, no. Like I mean, it was, you had to, <laughs> there, there had to be plants or people involved, but one way or the other. You know, it, it, it's funny, actually, talking of Mississippi College and, and, and again, talking about the archetypes that we've discussed all episode. Um, it, one of, uh, one of our, our longest time uh, customers is a, uh, is a professor at, at Mississippi College. Right? Uh, it's it's Dr. Potts. I don't know if you ever had Dr. Potts. Really? But, uh, Dr. Potts is a avid uh, black arrow smoker. Interesting. Uh, he likes cheap cigars and black Cavendish. That's what he smokes. And uh, and man, when he comes in, he is. I I, I I even I've gotten to the point where I just I quit asking him how he is because he's always complaining. <laughs> and, and I hope he's listening to this. He, he's he's always complaining. And, and and the subject is either students that don't give a <laughs> anymore or the administration at college that makes him go to the edge of campus to smoke his pipe. And, and, I, and I love interacting with Dr. Potts because I feel like it gets my all my frustration out. It's great. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, there you go, man. That's the philosopher and the professor. Man, that was great. I'm glad we got to delve into that a little uh, a little more deeply. Of course, uh, you know, we talk about um, some of the similarities there, but I think the the differences between the philosopher and the professor are, are um, interesting to to note uh and then also the the things that fall into those categories too we talked about counselors and uh you know uh, detectives even uh folks that um you know these thinking types that are uh you know into discovery and um you know uh, transporting you know telling others about the knowledge that they've gleaned and things like that i I don't know i think there's a a lot there the kind of that authority figure that keeps coming out in the in the pipe smoking archetype so um pretty great this is a first for us, man. We actually did a back-to-back episode uh, in the same series. Um, you know, it is. I, I think it is. I, I want to say it's unique to our show that we don't necessarily do series as kind of like this. You know, uh, one, two, three, all up in kind of this. This. Yeah. You know, this is orderly fashion. We kind of. Uh, you know, we open up various series and we kind of pop into them from time to time. I think of Tobacco Talk. I think of Squire Select. I think of Heroes of the Bowl, and of course, Pipe Culture being one of those. Um, you know, next week we are going to mix it up. We're not going to go continue on and on and on and hammer this over, you know, too much more than uh, we already have. But I got to say, man, this has probably been one of my most 
Um, I, I think probably the, the, one of the series that I've been most excited about talking about archetypes, uh, this episode, last episode, and I look forward to, as we kind of look to the future, as we reopen this somewhere down the line, I'm, I'm looking to it forward to seeing what people uh, write in as well. Yeah. I think we'll get a lot of great feedback like we always do. You know, one of the great things, of course, is that this podcast is made possible by the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. You know, even as I was writing out the names of various archetypes, I was thinking about the fact that uh, the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they, all of their pipes are almost like named after archetypes. You know, yeah, they, yeah, or, or at least are, you know, very intimately associated with those. Exactly. I mean, we, we think about all the, the names we, I mean, how many times do we, uh, you know, think of, uh, you know, Mark Twain or Huckleberry Finn or... Uh, you know, even Popeye, you know, you think about these, uh, <laughs> right. these, these Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipes that, uh, that are so iconic and, uh, and a part of our fabric. So, uh, great, great products, great people. Um, of course, Missouri Meerschaum, uh, makes the show, uh, a possibility along with the rest of you. And, um, we definitely recommend that you try their products. You know, the great thing about a Missouri Meerschaum pipe is no matter what you're getting from them, you know, that you're getting great quality. And the also nice thing is that you also can get some great quality pipes at a very, very affordable price. That's right. There's no reason why anybody listening to this podcast does not own a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. If you have not done so already, pick one up. Get a Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. It's great. Uh, it's a great smoke. You're definitely going to want to check it out. And be sure to take a picture of yourself smoking that pipe. Tweet that into us. We love retweeting it out because it's a wonderful way to let the folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you love their products and you love the fact that they're supporting the show. So again, our thanks to Missouri Meerschaum for making this show happen. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from Denny Balmer who says, curious if pipe tobacco leaves are sprayed with products like Roundup in the field or not. Also, I understand that chemicals are used in processing things like cigarettes, but generally not for pipes. Can you shed some light on this topic? 
Great question. Uh, yeah, pipe tobacco is, uh, you know, as far as a plant, the plant matter, uh, you know, is grown very similarly to any other crop. And so, uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, pesticides or things just to uh, keep them healthy, keep the bugs away, um, you know, keep the crop more efficiently grown. Uh, you know, those things are used. There is organic pipe tobacco out there, uh, but I'm not familiar with any brands, to be honest, because, uh, oh, well, you yeah. know, it, that's just not super common. But <laughs> They don't sell um, it at Whole Foods? That, they, they, they don't sell organic <laughs> pipe tobacco at, at Whole Foods, actually. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, the, uh, it, it, it is a plant. Uh, it, it is, uh, it does have uh, you know, native insects that, uh, you know, of course would be, um, you know, prone to, you know, destroy the crop or whatever. And so, uh, you know, modern, uh, farming technology, uh, occasionally does call for preventative measures and, and, uh, just like, you know, it does with, uh, any product. you know, in, yeah, any product so much of, so much of our, uh, our modern, uh, diet and everything. So, um, so yeah, interesting. There are some, uh, you know, uh, products out there that maybe we can explore a little further down the road, some organic products, uh, that, um, that might be worth looking into, but, um, but yeah, I, I uh, you know, the, you are going to find occasionally pesticides used, uh, in a tobacco field. Also with, uh, you know, the, the, uh, cigarette tobacco, uh, you know, using chemicals, you're not getting additives in pipe tobacco other than the, the natural extracts and flavorings that they put into, or toppings that, that make something have a casings, uh, casings that, yeah. uh, you know, someone, uh, puts in to have, you know, a cherry flavor or vanilla flavor, or, uh, you know, there's, uh, all, all kinds of stuff now, peach extract and blackberry and, um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. So, um, but, but that's kind of where it stops with pipe tobacco. Uh, occasionally you will see propylene glycol used as a, um, as a kind of a preservative, uh, type thing. Just, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, is found in foods and, uh, you know, it can help things sit on the shelf for a long time. A lot of your real moist aromatic tobaccos, sometimes, uh, less expensive brands will, will use some of that. You know, that other than that, you're just, you're not finding a lot of additives in pipe tobacco. All right. Well, great stuff. Great question. I think that's probably, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that may or may not be on the back of everybody's mind, but I think it's a great question to ask. So sure. really appreciate yep. that, Denny. Uh, hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right. Ghosts of Pompeii over at thispipelife.com writes in. I love these names, man. Ghosts of Pompeii. Who, who did we have last week? It was a... Uh, how can you forget, man? Pop was, uh, pumpkin sushi? Pop pumpkin sushi. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Ghost of Pompeii over at thispipelife.com. More on thispipelife.com in a second here. But uh, he, he writes in, are you ready for this? Yep. I, I say he. Could be she? No, it could. Absolutely. Ghost is, uh, anybody could be a ghost. That's right. Uh, you just have to be dead. All right, so Ghost of Pompeii. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ghost of Pompeii. All right, here we go. Alien versus Predator. Who would you choose? Alien. Um. But, Okay. So you, would you, as in, do you think the alien would win or you would pull for the alien to win? Yeah, I think I'd, I, I, both. Okay. And I just, I don't know, I kind of have an affinity for the alien. Did you see the movies? I saw one of them. Uh, a long but, time ago. So you have not seen Alien versus Predator? Uh, no. no. Neither did I. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Alien just looks so cool, right? Like the arched head and like the mouth and the mouth and the I tongue. Think that's thing. what draws me. Yeah, the 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 the, the little guy that comes out of the big guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen that on uh, what is it Family Guy? The like the 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 guy the the big guy opens his mouth and the little alien dude comes out and he's like, "Hey y'all, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with you, Alien, on that one. Jason versus Freddy. 
I I I don't know. I, I don't have an opinion because I don't I don't think I remember either. Okay, so Jason was the guy that wore the hockey mask. Okay. Freddy Freddy Krueger. He had oh, kind yeah. of the Wolverine fingers type deals where he had like knives on his fingers. Yeah. Uh Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Freddy Krueger, because Jason had that whole Jason X thing in the future, which was just uh, and props for them for being creative and taking the uh, the franchise in a direction that nobody thought or wanted. But I think that um, I think I'd probably go with you with Freddy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Jason might be scarier. I mean, I, anytime I see someone in a, with a uh, ski mask, I'm uh, you know, you're always kind of wondering what's going on. Behind burn it, burn it, burn it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right, Frankenstein versus Wolfman. Uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, just so classic. Classic. Well, I mean, Wolf Wolfman is classic as well. Um, you know, in terms of like the iconic, you know, lichen werewolf type. uh, You know, in more of a broader sense, I would probably choose the werewolf. But if you're going with like specifically the classic Frankenstein versus the classic Wolfman, then yeah, you're exactly right. Frankenstein is way too classic not to go. I'm also reminded of, uh, uh, you ever watched Young Frankenstein? Uh, no, no. Uh, Have you, you've never watched Young Frankenstein? I've never seen it. Oh is my this gosh. A, is this a surprise for you? <laughs> well, <laughs> that no, I haven't seen uh, something that you know, it's seen, <laughs> everyone you, else you, has seen. <laughs> you would like Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is not something that everybody else would see, but it's, it's something that you should see. Okay. okay. You should, young That's Frankenstein. Fair. Young Frankenstein. What do you think those nodes are that comes out of the side of his neck? It's the electricity. It's it's where the electricity entered that, into okay. Frankenstein's so body. It's like, the, like on a battery, kind of the, the plus and the minus side or something. So the idea kind of was that Dr. Frankenstein, because this is interesting. I mean, like a lot, a lot of times we associate the monster as being called Frankenstein. Right. However, Actually, it was the doctor, right? Exactly. He just made the monster. He was Frankenstein's monster. And so right. the idea was that he, he you know, stitched together all of these body parts and everything else, but he had these, these metal pieces injected into the neck, which went up to the brain. Uh, and the idea was that the the when he lifted the it's monster up to be shocked by lightning, shocked into life, or whatever. That's where it came. Through. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And I'm not a horror guy, but I I, I do know that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've kind of made some Frankenstein tobaccos before. Have you? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, just taking pieces of this and that and yeah, throwing them together. Frankenstein. They typically wind up in the uh, whatever jar. Okay, so, well yeah. there you go. That would make sense. <laughs> uh, and then finally uh, for this week, King Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong. I like King Kong. That's kind of classic for me, too. Of course, Godzilla, of course. I mean, both these are. But, uh, yeah, King Kong. When we're talking King Kong versus Godzilla, (laughs) what we are talking about is American monster versus Japanese monster. You've probably thought about this some. I have. (laughs) King Kong, you know, obviously kind of the iconic on the Empire State Building, you know, giant gorilla. Um, You know, he, he is... The most classic, I think I can say that. I think that's true. Uh, most classic American monster in terms of like giant creature. Okay. Um, you know, Japanese lore in terms of kind of like these giant robots versus monsters and everything. Of course, Godzilla branched into this whole franchise. You had, you know, Mothra and you had all of these different monsters that Godzilla would fight and, and his thing. But Godzilla was was definitively um, uh, kind of this, this Japanese monster, whereas King Kong was definitively this American monster. So back in the day when they actually had the movie, which was King Kong versus Godzilla. Right. That's really what it kind of came down to was these two kind of iconic creatures in that film. If I'm remembering correctly, they made some tweaks to King Kong. They retroactively made it so that electricity makes him stronger, (laughs) which 
is completely out of nowhere. Because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For the like, like the two listeners, that great know what apes I'm love about. electricity. They just love it. They just eat it. <laughs> like literally, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they had King Kong ripping open a power line and like biting it to get to more get extra electricity strength. Yeah. So what? When did that movie come out? Oh, a while back. Was I mean, it? like this was still. I think claim, we we got out of the man and suit and went into the claymation territory okay. okay but i mean it was kind of around that claymation era okay so we're yeah quite a while ago so so th- that doesn't necessarily answer the question <laughs> but i think it's important to frame it up from that standpoint because i mean i think that is a lot of times we don't necessarily think about it from that standpoint but i think it's interesting <laughs> i would probably go with godzilla giant like, because he's the dragon, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's really what Godzilla is. He's this giant dragon, dinosaur yeah. thing, fire-breathing, atomic breath, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, even that just terrible Ferris Bueller, dra- you know, Godzilla movie from the, like, two, from, from the year 2000. You remember that? Uh, No. Uh-uh. You don't remember that? Uh-uh. Most people don't. Uh, and those who saw it kind of put it out of their memory. But I, I, I'm one of the very few people that actually enjoyed that. Anyway. Godzilla. <laughs> Great questions. Ghosts of Pompeii. We really appreciate that. Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, send them in. And the best way to send them in, by the way, is from the forums over at thispipelife.com. Uh, we actually, over at uh, thispipelife.com, if you go into the forums, you actually see that there is a, uh, a specific thread to gather quick fire questions for Country Squire Radio. Uh, we post that out on Facebook and Twitter from time to time. Join the folks over at thispipelife.com. Create an account for yourself. Make it a ridiculous name because those are just the most fun There's to more read. fun that way. Absolutely. <laughs> thispipelife.com, an amazing online community gathering um, your interactions from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sharing those out, really showing kind of a very visually stimulating uh, aspect of, of pipes and pipe culture and the pipe community. You know, I, I think about the website too. Actually, earlier uh, today, even I was pulling up this pipelife.com and it's so visually engaging that you forget that you're looking at a website. And I mean that specifically. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, I had a monitor over my monitor, kind of a split screen situation. Yeah. yeah. And I had this pipelife.com on the monitor on top. And the smoke that was like animated coming up, up from the, I love that. I, I love that. Well, see, the thing is, it was framed up so perfectly so that my laptop was below it. You thought your like, laptop was like smoldering. I thought it was on fire. <laughs> it's just that visually engaging. That's great. It's That's awesome. great. So thispipelife.com, use the code CSR when you sign up. Because when you use the code CSR, it is free one way or the other. But when you use the code CSR at sign up, it lets the good folks at thispipelife.com know that you heard about it here. So again, CSR, thispipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback this week. You ready for this? Yeah. I love this because this actually comes from Pipezilla. Oh, man, how, how appropriate. <laughs> how appropriate. Uh, Pipezilla on Reddit. Um, you know, this actually came from the, the uh, post on Reddit where we were kind of talking about uh, different aspects of, uh, of these pipe smoking archetypes. And Pipezilla wrote in, just as an aside, he said, Cornishman is a great blend. Never had anything like it. Anyone who hasn't tried it, go buy a few pounds. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, man, that that is so kind, man. Thanks so much. Cornishman, of course, is the oldest English blend that we sell here at the Country Squire. Yeah. And uh, it was actually uh, our, our our founder, Jim Reeves, who passed away in the early 80s. Uh, that was his favorite blend. Um, smoked it a lot. And he named Cornishman. Uh, after uh, the folks that live in uh, in Cornwall, England, which I, I think is kind of neat, he was stationed there uh, during World War II, 
And uh, I think I've, I've probably told this story before on on the air, but multiple times. But it's always always it's, it's always it's always fun, exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the 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 legend apparently went that uh, you know when uh, uh, the 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 when when the king would send taxes to Cornwall, uh, uh, send tax collectors to Cornwall to collect uh, collect their their payments. Uh, the the Cornwall residents who are named Cornish, uh, they uh, would would always kill the tax collector, and and Mr. Reeves kind of got a kick out of that, so he uh, <laughs> he he named this uh, this particular blend out of them. But um, anyway, kind of neat. Love that feedback, man. We also got uh, an iTunes review in from, and this this name is so unpronounceable that I'm just going to call it Giggity 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 Giggity. What a giggity sack. <laughs> he says, uh, CSR, found this podcast, and I've been binge-watching it for the past few weeks. I look forward to new episodes each week, and I can't wait to eventually make my pipe pilgrimage here in southern Illinois. Uh, keep up the awesome work, you guys. Man, uh, thanks so much, uh, brother. We, we would love to have you at the Country Squire anytime you can uh, get your way, uh, get yourself down this way. Man, you know, I think about the pipe pilgrimage. I was actually talking about that earlier today. You know, I, I think I mentioned this. I'm, I'm in Austin, but I'm actually going to be in New Orleans next week. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this because I'm, I'm giving a presentation on podcasting. Yeah, uh, you know, they, it's it's kind of this this interesting thing. We, we we you know, folks come to the podcast because of the pipes and pipe tobacco. Uh, your specialty is the pipes and the pipe tobacco. My specialty is the the podcast. Is the podcast right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm actually giving a presentation on podcasting and that sort of thing as as it relates to entrepreneurship in New Orleans at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. And, you know, part of, I go into that, I talk about you guys specifically. I talk about, um, you know, the listeners of the show and, and use this kind of as an example of, of just kind of what a, a powerful way it is to kind of connect and build relationships. It's really awesome. And that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I kind of, I, I should have mentioned this the last couple of episodes, but if you happen to be in the New Orleans epi- uh, area for New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, you can actually come see me speak. I'll be speaking on Thursday. Um, come in. I know that we got Mark VV who's planning on uh, making an appearance there. And so uh, we'll have uh, actually some photos of those of you who have done the pipe pilgrimage uh, that I'll be uh, throwing up on the on That's the exciting. So, That's exciting. I'm excited about that. So thank you all so much. We love that. Hey, those iTunes reviews go a long way to help support the show, and it doesn't cost a dime to do. However, if you are interested in spending a couple of dimes to help support the show uh, for just a dollar an episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash country square radio or click be a patron on the satchel podcast player. Help us out uh, by making this show happen. Of course, you can even uh, upgrade it a little bit, become a club member. We love that as well. That's right. Uh, again, you can find all that information at countrysquareradio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire. No live show next week, but we will have a new podcast coming your way featuring Caleb, the intern. Uh, looking forward to having him on board talking about being a young tobacconist and, and kind of his perspectives. So uh, enjoy that. Look for that. CountrySquireRadio.com is the place to do it. Man, until next week, let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.